1: From the wild woods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda SodaPod. Ishidromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Uh, I see we got a comment here already. I'm just going to assume it's Shane. Yeah, I know we're six minutes late. <laughs> What's up, Shane? Uh, thanks to everybody. Yeah, jumping on the live stream tonight, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And those, of course, listening back to the podcast episode 101, we got producer Pigeon here, uh, hitting switches and controls in the producer's chair. He's going to be uh, taking care of things behind the scenes. Um, I, I know you. you we all kind of think, you know, 100 such a good, uh, such a good number to end, you know, season one of a podcast. Well, we're like two weeks, three weeks off from season, the end of season one of the podcast. Uh, things didn't really line up this year due to the COVID. Uh, pandemic covid19 pandemic originally season one wasn't even gonna last 100 episodes for anybody here on the hockey podcast network but alas we had a we had a fun two hour yeah that's right two hour special last week Uh, our live stream got a ton of views um joey went off for like half an hour with his beer notes it was amazing uh but uh but it it was a lot of fun so thanks to everyone who, who joined us on that who's joining us here tonight hoppy how are you
0: doing good man um i don't know nothing really exciting to report
1: no <laughs> nothing uh you know qu- one of those weeks yeah okay fair enough fair enough it's uh it's been one of those weeks uh for me as well i've had some 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 car issues i'm, I'm actually at the point now where i'm just like i'm just gonna shop and and, and buy a new one so that's, that's well not a new one but uh <laughs> a different one so new that's to you. Uh, new to me and, and honestly the newest car i've ever ever owned but if i I'm perfectly honest. If I say it's new, then um, that's that's a faced lie. But uh, so that's been my week as well. I mean, car car issues are never are never fun, and I don't necessarily get as frustrated as uh, as a lot of people I know do in regards to like car issues, because like I, unlike them, know that when you're buying a car, it ain't an investment. It's just a money pit. It's just to get you from A to B. Especially if it's a toy, then it's really not an investment, (laughs) because you're just bagging the shit out of it. Whether it's in the the backwoods, you know, hunting, camping, or just uh, for buying, or you know a little race uh, a race car that you're just you know banging on the highway so in my case too many highway kilometers too much camping and an old ass car so the engine just kind of is the it's not doing too well today those highway kilometers man those highway kilometers but i got a great beer on tap i'm excited to talk about here in the hoppy hour and we got some friends uh, that we're bringing on uh, in the hoppy hour right off the bat but uh, before we get into that i will uh, just run down the show quick um, I just said, we're going to right? like every show, we're going to dive into the hot hour, talk some beer. We'll probably sprinkle in some hockey talk with, uh, with some guests as well. Um, a little bit more heavy hockey. On this episode uh, than usual, like la- last week we did talk some hockey, or last episode rather, we talked a lot of beer and obviously uh, our malt madness beer bracket that's going on uh, at the Soda Pod, and that's where we'll end off the show. We'll talk about you know s- some of the tight matchups, some of those who are kind of running away with it, and preview uh, the next uh, couple weeks here in the Malt Madness 2020 uh, that's hosted here by the soda pod. And it's, it's already been a lot of fun. And, uh, I think, uh, yeah, this, this is definitely not going to be the, the last of these, uh, beer brackets that we do here on the soda pod. Cause uh, so much interaction. And, uh, thanks. Thanks to Hoppy here for, for organizing it all. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I'll run down some of our friends and sponsors and, and other messages throughout the show. Let's dive right into the Hoppy Hour. I, I'm fiending to, to talk about this beer and drink some more, more of it. Um, thanks to everyone again joining us on the live stream, and thanks to everyone listening on the podcast. You're listening to episode 101 of The Soda Pod. First, I'd
2: like to propose a toast to UMD gold Alex
1: Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak!
3: I love that stuff. been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops
1: it you're all hopped out gentlemen cheers cheers ah riveting stuff there
0: that was a beautiful
1: sound. i love it i love how it was all like in unison too that's a, that's what i was hoping for um hoppy please introduce our guests to our SodaPod listeners and viewers here
0: oh boy well back again with a computer this time i'm I'm we can see your
1: face joe
0: we can (laughs) see see him he's not moving around trying to like talk into the phone while being in the camera uh he's back oh and he's got something oh jesus christ
2: (laughs) my my roommate was bored one day and put googly eyes on all the beer in the fridge so (laughs) this this is actually a baby i thought i'd save this one for uh for the soda pod
1: that's perfect perfect you fit right in yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: not with Isha, though. He didn't see what the beer was. Oh, yeah.
2: Actually, I, I chose this beer for Isha, so um, I'm going to jump know? right into it. Uh, hey, Joe, what you drinking, man? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, because Isha keeps talking about this Lucky Lager, kind of like the main, like, cheap beer in Vancouver. Vancouver Island Finest, baby. Um, I decided to, to get some of Minnesota's finest uh, from the land of sky blue waters we got a hams tonight oh actually i don't think i've heard of that yet it's it's minnesota's version of lucky okay hey I've, as long as it's not bush i'm good to go yeah <laughs> whatever minnesota's hey i'm excited perfect.
1: i'm excited to shotgun a couple of those you know um hoppy you know i'm actually convinced he's gonna drink me under the table when we when I eventually make my way out there but i could probably get a couple of those shotgunned in me no problem
2: yeah, they go down easy, smooth.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are the ones to do if you're going to shotgun one down here, that's for sure. Real smooth. Joining us up, first we're going to lead, before we even get into the beer he's drinking, uh, my, my very good buddy, Eric Qualley I'd just call him Q, uh, but I'm going to give you the, the floor here real quick to just apologize that last weekend I was not able to go deer hunting.
3: I mean, it was hot out, you probably wouldn't have saw any anyway, so. That's I not an
0: original out. idea. You heard that from another guy at the wedding. So Yeah,
3: I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to use that.
0: <laughs> All right, fair, fair. But welcome, man. What are you drinking tonight?
3: Tonight, I'm drinking a Hazy Project by Black List, not Black Stack. I didn't oh, really, really, really realize nice. that at the liquor store until, there we go. <laughs> Damn it. But uh, yeah, just saw oh, the black and assumed it was a black stack and got home, opened it up, and I was like, that's really refreshing. And I'm like, oh, it's by Blacklist. So, just like Joel said on your last podcast, it's a a Duluth one, and Duluth is booming. And there's just so many new ones up there. This is something I had never had before, and it was a solid find.
0: Awesome. And, uh, again, as it was noted, uh, last weekend was his wedding, so congrats, man. Uh, Hey, Hey, congrats, buddy.
3: It's going well. One weekend, you know, like, you spend all this time and you're like, am I changing her? Is she changing me? Like when you're engaged and you're like, I'm doing all this stuff. And then like considering our honeymoon was drinking sour beers and playing board games. I'm like, I did pretty well. I think
1: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> hey, again, congrats from, uh, from everyone here at the hockey podcast network and soda pod, man.
3: Thanks.
0: Well, talk about that a little bit though. Q dive in, uh, like you mentioned, Joel, he was actually the one that I got the recommendations for you from, he's been out to Asheville and tried some of those breweries how did he do
3: yeah he did really well overall so i literally took hoppy's list and went pretty much whichever one i could find off that list is what i used first and um so the first day like we had heard Asheville was like a pretty town and like had some breweries and stuff like that but um but like we both really like sours and like we're just like you know can't really do something tropical, so let's go somewhere we can drink some beer and walk around. There's not too many places in November where, like, the weather's decent in the U.S., and North Carolina is one of those. So, like, the first place we ended up going to was Wicked Weed Funkatorium, and Wicked Weed was, like, on the list. What I didn't realize is Wicked Weed Funkatorium is sours only. So they literally gave us, like, a full two-page menu, and it was all sours. Yeah. So, like, I was like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get drunk in the first brewery. All right, let's go. <laughs> so we, uh, we actually ended up doing two flights there. We did their limited release and their barrel-aged ones. And all the barrel-aged sours, like, I haven't had that many barrel-aged sours in Minnesota. And you could definitely tell they were barrel-aged. And then they normally had, like, one flavor. So there was one that was, like, a hibiscus, and it was super hibiscusy There was one that was, like, a plum base. And all these were like seven, 8%. So like you could definitely, you know, that barrel age helps with that. So, but like, I'm not, I'm a big, like strawberry, raspberry, berry guy, some tropical. So, but not really these like far out there flavors, like, a you know, pumpkin or a hibiscus for me. So the next one we did was um, that limited release. And I mean... The only reason I think it's limited release is because I looked at like one the one I liked the most, and the amount of raspberry they use on that is like insane. <laughs> so it was it was actually called Red Angel. Okay. And, and so a Red Angel, I gave it an Untapped. You know, trying to do my ratings, I gave it a four point seven five, which is like my my go to sour. Like if I got to name one sour, it's that Prize Royal Raspberry. And that, like, flutters between a 4.75 and a 5 for me. So this was, like, right there with that. I liked it. I don't know. I'm, like, in the, in the moment, I'm, like, I think I like it more. I think I like it more. <laughs> but, like, I came home, and I'm, like, I got to open a royal raspberry. So, I mean, they're, they're right there. They're neck and neck. They're, they're really good. And I looked it up. So it was um, 7%. It's called Red Angel. They actually use 1.5 pounds of raspberries for Jesus. every gallon For nine months. And then after nine months, they put another pound of raspberries per gallon in. Damn. One barrel is like over 1.2 tons of raspberries. And I'm like, I think that's why it's limited because they're going to run out of raspberries in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, man. That's like, uh, there's a vineyard out here on where I live, Vancouver Island, Western Canada. And there's uh, like a blackberry dessert wine that they do. And it's the same sort of thing. There's like, I think it's like four pounds of blackberries. I forget how big the bottle is, but it's a tiny little thing. And like, yeah, it's sweet as hell, but you only can they only can make it like a certain like a certain amount every year with uh blackberries actually out here where i'm from grow actually everyone hates them they grow like a weed uh just like at the end of the summer and they're just so invasive and everywhere but if you get if you do it right you can get the the big ones and actually like use them for wine and so that's cool that they do with raspberries because i've like obviously indulged in raspberry beers and whatnot but uh but nothing like nothing red <laughs> to the point that you describe it
3: yeah i mean they do it in a red wine bale and- it tastes like if you bought like fresh pound of raspberries and stomped them into one single shot glass and took the shot. Like that's literally what it tastes like to me. That's awesome.
1: Uh, our friend uh, Shane Van Nice. Uh, he's drinking actually a local beer here on Vancouver Island, uh, uh, the Longwood Longwood Brew Pub's uh, big one. Um, he also he also loves blackberries.
2: So I also love that we have a picture of Shane right there. I mean, <laughs> I listen to the podcast so many times, and I hear Shane's name so much. I'm like, God, what does this guy look like? So oh, he's legendary. You,
1: you can follow him on Twitter too at your boy SV uh, Hoppy. What it's are you drinking? Van
2: Ice. It's Shane Van Nice. So yes, the nicest of yeah. Shanes. Finding new things every day. <laughs> Hoppy, what do you got?
0: Uh, so I'm just about to finish up on uh, beer from Unmapped. I know both of these guys have been out there. Uh haven't had this one before, though. It's low-visibility, hazy New England IPA.
3: Oh, I've had that. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more tropical, but uh the brewery as a whole, just great people. I know they're participating in Malt Madness here. That's why I swung out and gave them a visit, but uh, I think, Q, you actually subbed in for us and played in the uh, shuffleboard league that we do out there.
3: Yeah, that was a ton of fun, yeah. and what's awesome is, like, how you said, like, You know, they offer multiple nights, but the night Hoppy signed up for, I mean, he's like, yeah, it's basically everyone that works here. So he's like, I got to know them all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a bunch of the workers. It's the owner and his father-in-law are on a team. Then there's a guy that's one of the bartenders at Modest and uh, his now wife, um, just an interesting crew of people that. I'm not going to lie. We're definitely not in the top half of that league for skill, but we're usually top one or two in fun. So,
1: Amazing. Amazing. All right. I've been saying that I've been wanting to pump this one's tires for a little bit. This is uh Hoyne brewing uh, dark matter. This one's like, this one's a staple here on Vancouver. Island. I was telling Hoppy before the show started, like, any sort of like music bingo, any like open mic or anything that like the college uh, students go and uh, go and participate in in Victoria and around the University of Victoria. There's always like dark matter merch that they're giving away. Um, it, it's pretty cool. Like they're, they're, uh, they they only come in bottles. They don't, they don't come in cans yet. And there's not too much on it. There's like the the obviously the mountains and the. Uh, the Aurora Borealis and the cool, like, painting that's on there. Then there's uh, just a quick write-up about it. You know, it's very much a dark beer. It's very much roasty, not a lot of hops. Um, but I love the quote, which is: uh, Deep inside the hardened Collider, uh, physicists hurdle subatomic particles with lightning speed on a collision course at each other. They do so in the pursuit of pure science in the hope of one day being able to unlock the mystery of the elusive unseen fabric upon which our universe is embroidered dark matter. Um, so badass. And it's uh it's I think Hoppy will love this one. It's gonna be in the uh the the care package I send. Um more roasty than anything, um, but but unbelievable. So shout out Dark Matter. Uh they, they Shane
0: great mysterious marketing, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also got a shout out the other brewery I went to this weekend. Also in the bracket, in probably the closest matchup of all of the ones that we have, um, another. West suburb spot, Excelsior Brewing. And uh, actually was able to meet the taproom manager, great guy. He actually sent me along my way with this growler, no questions asked. And uh, I'm pretty sure Q, you and Joe have both had this because the other league that we participated in together was the uh, Top Golf League the other winter. And this is the Rip Rap Peanut Butter Cup Stout from Excelsior. Ooh. And I, I don't think there were really any other beers that I had while we were playing so
3: yeah that's about right
1: <laughs> i actually almost got another one of those dead frog uh peanut butter ones hoppy but i thought you know i, I gotta do well, something new i gotta do something new. good man it um, was it was and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get one for another day i'll get one for another day i do gotta um, shout
0: out excelsior real quick too uh in topping talking to the taproom manager there they've got these things called uh, i guess the company is called clam but it's little like individual pods that they have set up outside that are like insulated, heated, whatever. And they're the only brewery that has them right now. They're doing it all through the winter. They actually were able to buy these clean out and they're just set up outside around the brewery that you can go and like reserve ahead of time and sit in with, I think it's up to 10 people. I'm not sure, but he was even saying they're going to come on the podcast at some point here. And he was saying, when you come out, you should go in one of those for uh, for an episode, but I'm pretty sure that'll be gone by the time the borders open up. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, we just had someone on uh, Twitter say that uh, that's the first Hillsboro hops hat that I've seen that wasn't on my head. So uh, there you go, shout out Hoppy. It's a, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. Um, do we got anything else for this segment? We're we're talking some beer. We could probably talk beer all night, but there is some hockey stuff on tap, and I know you, uh, I know you boys are hockey boys. Should we get into it?
0: Well, let's let's get from both of them real quick before we transition to hockey. Just again, looking at the the bracket. Obviously there's, there's, you know, some matchups that were pretty heavy stacked because of the way that we seeded, but just want to hear from both of them, you know, the breweries that they're following the closest and the ones that, you know, they expect to go the furthest, or at least their favorites on the bracket. We'll start with Joe. He's been pretty quiet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Joe's time to shine. Here we go, baby. Um, So, um, yeah, I, I actually pulled up on my phone so I could see on Twitter just so I could remember exactly which places I voted for. Um, I voted for a lot of different reasons for, for quite a few of them. Uh, the two that I'm probably going to follow the closest um, as far as I voted for them because of their beer um, would probably be Blackstack and Barrel Theory. Okay. Um, I think they're on the same side or whatever, so I know pretty soon they'd, they'd come up together. Um, so black sack and barrel theory are two of my favorites, just cause again, like I'm a big IPA guy. Um, I like my beer flavored beer. Um, so IPAs and pale ales. Um, but then there's a few of them too, that like, you know, I'm looking right now and it's like Omni and Waconia, um, was probably the one of the tougher decisions for me. And obviously that's one of the the closer ones right now too. um, but then also like some of my votes came down to like, for instance, like I don't know which brewery is better as far as beer between Excelsior and um, back channel back channels, the home brewery. So you kind of have to go with that. Um, and even kind of choosing like um, I haven't been to all these breweries. Um, so it's kind of tough to really um, actually, uh, you know, choose, you know, Mankato Brewery, for example, I guess, is one where I was like, yeah. um, I haven't been to it. I loved the guys we had on the podcast. Seemed super nice. They treated uh, Hoppy well when he went.
3: Um, yeah, I voted for them just because of after listening to the episode. Uh, right. <laughs> but I had
2: gone to Little Thistle, and I guess just since I had been there, I voted for him. So um, so what this is actually, what what's this is kind of sparking me to do, though, also is, um, is go to some of these breweries that are on here and, and give them a try just so that I can, uh, uh, see what they're all about and, uh, see what's happening there. So, uh,
1: well, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that Shane, you know, my friend here on Vancouver Island, what, what he did is he just like thoroughly went through the website, listened again, back to some of those we brought in, on the soda pod and went with like basically whichever one caught his eye, whichever, whichever one, you know, sucked him in marketing wise. And he that's, that's where his growth went. Yeah. very market. But Hey, if he's on Vancouver Island and he doesn't get, you know, a care package like Hoppy, I mean, I'm glad that he's, he's going to participate and go all the way. Shane, by the way, a uh, chance to win, uh chance to win some more um, prizes here, as he also predicted the final four um, and left a comment on iTunes and Apple podcast. Um, I mean, you pretty, you have 24 hours left to do it. You know, it's get it's it's down to the wire. If you listen to this podcast, you probably got like three hours to do it. Um, but we will we we love those five star reviews. And if you want to predict uh, anything regards to malt madness, malt madness. If you want to tell us what your favorite beer is and whatnot, maybe we'll throw you in the draw as well for a prize. As uh, if you do give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and you want to review the show, anyways, it's not for our egos. Those five stars just help us rise on chartable, and that just gets more eyes on our podcast. So we really appreciate it, which is why. It's incentive, you know, to participate in Malt Madness, and it helps us out. So it's a win-win, ladies and gentlemen. Um, right. Q, have you been uh, checking out our Malt Madness uh, bracket there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got Black Stack probably in that top one, with Barrel Theory probably right behind them.
0: Well, let I let think stop there, quick then before you go any further, because you two both love both of those breweries. I do too. Hammer it out. Which one of those two should advance? Discuss.
3: I just have more experience with black stack. So like, that's the hard part for me is like, I've only had like two things from barrel theory. So just based on quantity, like there's been so many times I've been at like a liquor store and seen black stack and like a double whatever dry hop this. And I'll be like, I don't even know what half those words mean. I'm still buying it.
2: Yeah. Um. So Isha already kind of talked about uh, Shane Van Nice and, and some of the strategies he used to, to choose. Um, I came up with a system for my tiebreaker this year. Um, I really feel like to me uh, barrel theory and black stack uh, it's just too close to call, man. It's just too close to call. So um, instead of flipping a, a coin, I went with uh, best beer names and and that has okay. to go to barrel theory. Oh, that, that's um,
0: pretty easy one then. <laughs>
2: right. Um, and so, and that's, and that's kind of what I did for any that were close is the best beer names and um, and so obviously uh, Barrel Theory kind of takes the cake on that one. Um, I also just feel like Blackstack is a little bit bigger of a brewery. Uh, they're located right above uh, a big event spot called Can Can Wonderland. They, they don't need my help. They don't need me talking about them. I'm all Barrel Theory on this one.
3: I also kind of, you know, I've never blacked out from Black Stack before Wild Game, and I might have done that with Barrel Theory. So, <laughs> Yeah. There. As a student yeah. ticket holder, I got to, you know, <laughs> try to make it through the game.
0: Yes, yes, you should. Well, do you, any <laughs> any other ones, though, on the bracket that stand out to you or some of your favorites?
3: Yeah, I, I think the bottom left quadrant is, like, where the competition's at. Just, I'm a big fan of Modest. I'm a big fan of Utapil's. Uh, like, I think those insight is like that right off the bat, like, I mean, I think Insight and Modest are going to be going up probably head to head, and I think that's a really t- 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 tough second round.
2: Yeah, um, coming from me and thinking about what what my friends think of of popular breweries as, um, I see uh and I I guess I don't really know for sure how to pronounce it. Um, so, it's okay, okay I struggle one.
1: with I struggle with that every time on this podcast. Yeah,
2: inevitable, right? You know, inevitable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, the, the, the one that I think, I
1: think that was another one
2: is really going to run is, is really going to run away with some votes is, uh, Lupulin, Lupulin. I think it's Lupulin. It's, it's just such a popular brewery in Minnesota. And, and I'll be honest with you. I love it too. Uh, they have some really good IPAs, a good variety. Um, so I see them really getting some big time votes and, um, being able to make it far.
0: Fair enough. Any other ones that were missing here, guys, or did that pretty much cover it?
3: That pretty much covers it. I think, you know, unmapped, hopefully, can hang in there, but we'll see.
1: It's the first, I mean, it's the round of 32. There's going to be some tighter matchups, but you know, th- there's going to be, there's going to be some blowouts too. the, the next round is where I'm really excited to see based on what I've been learning about these, some of these breweries. And, you know, since we brought some of both like some big dogs and uh, some underdogs on the podcast, um, it, it's going to be fun. And this is uh yeah, so far, so good Hoppy. We've, uh, we've had, we've had some great participation and, and it's so cool to see that there's so many others who are like. Why like there's so many people who are commenting who are participating, right. who are like, why don't you have this brewery here? Why don't you have this brewery here? It's like because they didn't want to participate. If they wanted to participate, well, they'd be just here. Didn't
0: reply. So
1: <laughs> that too.
0: Yep. Yeah, but no, man, the, the hops division, aka Saint Paul division, next round is gonna be a bloodbath. We're probably gonna get bad weather versus black stack oh. and barrel theory versus tin whiskers. Those are both gonna be ridiculous.
2: All really good breweries
0: all incredible breweries so it'll be fun to see who can come out of those um but biggest thing everyone uh, again vote if you haven't already but all these breweries we've tagged them in the comments for all the polls like if there's any that you do like and support already give them a follow if there's any that like you never heard of before give them a follow as well like all they're doing is posting what beers they're releasing and what events they have coming up like if you want to go out and check out these other breweries that's your like perfect calling to know when it makes sense to do so. I sent Isha a, a picture from Blackstack that we've been talking about here about how they're releasing a Reese's Puffs beer and he uh, about peed himself. So a little bit. Like, just follow along, follow any of these breweries, show them support. But uh, again, any that you haven't heard of or have questions about, feel free to DM us and let us know. And we're happy to direct you depending on what your palate looks like. But uh with that let's transition quick then and do a little bit more hockey talk here on the other side
1: what's up everybody this is brendan this is taylor and we are straight up sabers covering the
0: buffalo sabers for the hockey podcast network
2: that's right you can hear us every monday and thursday on hockey podcast network you can follow us on twitter at straight sabers or follow us on facebook at straight up sabers
1: we are very excited to bring you all of the latest coverage of what is surprisingly seeming to be a pretty exciting Sabres season ahead.
2: That's right. The rasmus and breakout season is here. You can only hear it every Monday and Thursday, a Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: got to transition here. I've, I I have usually watch that and thoroughly enjoy it. i oh, the reactions and we have Joe leaning back in the couch like catwalk, And okay, Hoppy sitting there staring with a quizzical look like what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Quizzical? Damn, that's a good word. Hoppy, for those on the podcast, explain what just happened.
0: I have expansive vocabulary. Isha. Um, <laughs> for those on the that. podcast, we watched a video that the uh, producer Pigeon likes to post between breaks and it's a bunch of Power Rangers <laughs> don't even know how to describe what they're doing they're just uh, they're,
1: like, they're like grand into to, they're, to, they're hoodlums to regulate.
0: The and there's one that has his uh, little dagger that he's using as a, a flute and it, in the background is some jazz flute or sorry jazz flute I'm not jazz sure if it's flute. a hard j or not but um yeah so joe is just cackling and Quali with you you looked real concerned man
3: i was like do they do this every episode
2: Yeah, pretty much. Well, being a a listener and being somebody who always listens to it and to the podcast in my car, um, I never get to to see any of the videos or see the live stuff that, you know, going through and listening in my car. I mean, I kind of uh, just assume it's something random, some random tune that I just kind of jive to. And now I kind of feel a little bit weird for always kind of dancing in my car to it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, guys, I'm a little disappointed it's some random tune. Like this this is like a legendary song right here. I mean, you know, Pigeon right here is like rolling his eyes.
2: This is uh regulators. Oh man. Well, no, I, I, hey, it it is uh it is a legendary song in my book now, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll and, take that. I'll take hey, that. We we may get because you, of that, but that's okay. Until you learn and you can actually see it, you you don't really have the appreciation for it and uh super happy to be on the podcast tonight to have a new appreciation for the tune well well, there you go for, for those who just listened
1: to the podcast this is maybe some more incentive just to every now and then go go check us out either on uh, facebook youtube uh twitter or twitch as you know when we're done streaming the video is always going to be there uh when i <laughs> when i'm actually on my home computer i i cut up and i'm more you know diligent with the judge joey stuff if you want to go check that out uh, I've been stranded. If that ever gets released? I've been stranded at the office for for a few days stretch here, so haven't uh, actually haven't actually been home in like three days. But uh, but anyways, hockey talk. That uh, <laughs> that
0: good news, Q. Like if if you're ashamed of that video and you are deterred from you know sharing this episode that you're in with people, it's not in the podcast. So. Just don't show them the video and you're good.
1: There you go. There you go. I mean, it's not that bad for those listening on the podcast. Jeez, like we found he, it on YouTube. He just
0: looked like he was in shock.
1: <laughs> well, most are who uh, who joined the soda pod. But anyways, let's get into some hockey talk. Um, there's not obviously a lot going on. Well, there's nothing going on on the ice. There's not really much going on off the ice because we still, uh, in regards to free agency, I mean, Hoffman's still out there. We're going to get into some you know, rumblings around him. But pretty much, we're waiting for everything to come out. As far as when the next, when the this next season is going to start, we, we kind of already have an idea. I know the National Hockey League says you know January first is uh, is their date. Um, but it's still a moving target with everything that's going on, both in the United States and Canada. I mean, COVID-19 pandemic, it's not really slowing down. Things are getting worse in our province, and I know things are getting worse like everywhere in the United States. But there are some hockey stuff that uh, that, that we feel like we should talk about here since this is a beer and hockey-based podcast. And uh, the one angry YouTube viewer says we don't talk enough hockey, even though there's no hockey being played. This is for you, sir. Um, Cam Talbot, alumni uh, he keeps uh, well as an alumni. He keeps hockey at the University of Alabama in Huntsville uh, alive. Wild goalie helps raise 17 million dollars to preserve the sport at the collegiate level. Um, I went through this article last week and I reviewed reviewed it a little bit today. It's always great to see uh, well hockey players, especially NHL players, and you know even those who go uh, and, and make their money in Europe uh, give back to either you know the the college that they developed in or even like their junior club up here in Canada. I'm, I'm guessing, Hoppy, you didn't read this.
0: I, I mean, I already <laughs> knew all about it. That's okay. I, well, we'll that comment, please. I'm so sweating
1: over here, dude. <laughs> it's
0: really cool, like, that he obviously did that and helped save them. It's just a bummer now seeing like the aftermath, not because of that by any means, but like the continued issues with COVID. Like, we have Alaska Anchorage, like a great program that's always, you know, played in the WCHA back before the Big Ten ruined my life. Like, <laughs> They're folding or they're at least folding the season and probably folding their program. Like that's a huge bummer to see. But then you got the flip side with big 10 hockey generating opportunities for programs like Penn state to flourish. They've come onto the scene in a big way that paved the way for ASU to come in as well. So like, I obviously say it tongue in cheek that I hate the big 10 ruining hockey because they did what they needed to do. But I, I very much miss the rivalries within the WCHA. But no, Cam am fair enough to think that he came from that program, too.
1: Right. And but I think Alaska, like even I don't know, we're, we're up north. So maybe this is like you guys will roll your eyes at this. But like even us in Canada, like know about this Alaskan program. It's very, you know, it's produced National Hockey League talent. And so I don't think it's the end of them. Maybe there's a year or two because of the COVID-19 pandemic and because of other financial things where they, they can't keep going. But I think there's going to be some alumni who step up and try to help this program. Like I think of, you know, Jay Beagle for the Vancouver Canucks. Didn't he play in Alaska? And, I, and I'm pretty sure he's got a pretty lucrative contract with the Vancouver Canucks. Okay.
2: I'm just saying. Well, and, and think about all the guys who are from Alaska too. Like you got Scott Gomez and some other big names who are from there. Like, if cam talbot can step up and help uh alabama huntsville why can't we why can't we get some of these big guys to hopefully step up and and help out a program like alaska anchorage
1: i mean scott gomez he made he made his money in the national hockey right. <laughs> we, all, we all know how that uh, contract ended uh <laughs> with him uh slight overpayment for his uh for his dip there but no you you said it like there, there's a ton of uh, alumni not even let's say like not even at the national hockey league level those who maybe made their money playing pro hockey somewhere else who aren't going to save it themselves uh, single-handedly, like say Cam Talbot did, which I'm sure he had help as well. If you review the article, it's actually, it's actually a good one. And I'll, I'll share it there on, uh, on Twitter, but maybe like as a collective, they help even raise the funds to, to keep that program going when, you know, they can uh, get butts back in seats.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. We and even there... Was? there was a couple of college games this weekend too. Like they didn't give the full mm-hmm. release of everyone, but Having a couple of games back just makes it feel at least a little normal again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was just gonna say too, even their I mean their names and how well known they are kind of hold a lot of power too. Exactly, so exactly,
1: yeah.
0: It and
2: doesn't even have to be all on them. I'm not saying you make you made millions of dollars, go fund this program. I mean seriously though, go fund me right there. Like that's yeah. <laughs> if they started and put their name to it. I mean, people people are away. gonna listen, people are gonna get behind that and uh um, you know, again, like we're trying to grow the game. It it sucks for us to grow the game and see the game being played down in, in Alabama, Huntsville, and now at ASU and then to see a program fold, it's it's not what we're looking for. So
1: well, especially you know. a program fold that's like it is in it's a winter fucking place, right? It's Alaska, mm-hmm. you know, they, they play hockey in their backyard, and then you got like you said, ASU and Alabama who are having you know now programs who are who, who are actually Uh, competing there
0: well, with Alaska too it's just tough with the travel for a program like that yeah if you don't have the money behind it like how do you get around the country like being out and remote where you are but um, but before we shift out of the college hockey talk here quick I do have to give a quick kudos and props here Isha to Q Um, that video that you love so much and that so many of our viewers loved uh, Q actually introduced me to the Staylock superfans
1: freshman year of college oh no way
3: Oh, yeah. Those were great. I mean, right- I love that it's on there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So you're a Staloc fan. I mean, I love the guy too. I think he's, he's, he's
3: great. I mean, through and through. Yeah, absolutely. Like I liked him on the Sharks. Like I knew him like when he was in high school. So it was a okay when he came to Minnesota and I've been a wild ticket holder ever since. And yeah. If you oh, can't
0: tell talking to him, Isha. Q was a goalie. So yeah, oh, Okay. You yeah. okay. ahead of me
3: well. So. Like, all, all these camps I went to, they're like, yeah, this Alex guy's a way better puck handler than you. Like, I don't know who he is.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, hey, in, in fairness, Q, he's a, he's a way better puck handler than most goalies in the National Hockey League. So there he's you go far as far as uh, being a goalie. goalie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sweet, man. No, I think, uh, like, the guy's got a ton of class, and the the heart that he shows is is a, is insane. Um, and, and, you know, in his time in San Jose as well, I mean, this guy's made a name for himself as a bona fide, you know, one beer backup in the national hockey league with a position where there's not a lot of spots that's pretty damn cool to see yeah.
3: yeah and just like he plays that like slightly older style not like old but like like i i teach like high school kids today and it blows me away with like how good they are and i'm like is is it changes so much and to do what he does at the national hockey level is very challenging but like gives you the opportunity to like have a unique look and make a big save when you need to maybe so
1: I love it. I love it. All right, let's transition into uh, some rumblings around uh, Hoffman. Uh, latest is that the St. Louis Blues and uh, are making a push to, to sign him and that things are, well, moving slowly, but they are moving in that direction. This makes me think that we're going to see the St. Louis Blues kind of still be a competitive team, but I think that they're... Their competitive era, as far as going to for a Stanley Cup, is definitely over, and they may just start to fizzle out. I don't know, not as drastically, but I could I could see kind of like the L.A. Kings did, where they had those couple of years of like, yeah, they're still a good team in the West, but they get pounded by Vegas, and it's and it's game over, down to the bottom of the league, sort of thing. Now, I, I still think St. Louis has a ton of talent, and maybe it works out where he replaces Tarasenko, and they still get a ton of scoring. Uh, from their top six, but I don't know, boys. What, what do you think about this Hoffman uh, potential sign to the St. Louis Blues, a team that, well, is on the downhill?
2: Yeah, um, I'll I'll try to take it away first. So, um, so I as well kind of heard about that. Um, part of me, you know, obviously Hoffman's a goal scorer. The guy can put the puck in the net. That's his thing. Um, yeah. I mean, and and no no team is gonna back away from trying to get a guy like Hoffman. Um, but part of me also kind of thinks that, um, I mean, St. Louis just lost a, a guy who, you know, the biggest name on their team, their captain, a guy who won them a Stanley cup, like fans can't be happy about losing a guy like Petro. Like, you know, the, the team's got to make moves for some big names and, and keep those fans happy. I mean, they, they're still on, a, uh, they're still on a high from winning a Stanley cup. And, um, you know, they got to make moves to keep the fans happy and uh, keep them going, keep them supporting the team. And um, I think Hoffman's a great way to do it.
0: I mean, my big question here is like, if you really think they're making a move for Hoffman, is he taking a league men for one year or who's leaving? Because right now well, exactly zero cap space. They have to re-sign Vince Dunn. Like what, something has to give here. Like I think that he could slot in really well on this team. I mean, honestly, most teams he's going to slot in great with, except for the San Jose Sharks, because they have Eric Carlson. But, like, I I don't know how you make it work. Like, there's no contract well, you're going to move that's going to be big enough that someone's going to be able to take from you, especially given where things are at right now with the flat cap.
1: Well, Hoppy, if they would have signed uh, Petriangelo, they would have had to move some money around anyway. So, like, they have to – I think they feel that like they have to make a move regardless.
0: Sure, but I'm asking what's that move? Like, I'm looking at their roster right now. I don't know who they move to be able to sign both Dunn and bring in a guy like Hoffman, unless Hoffman yeah, is really willing to take a one year, well, like, take a Maroon deal when he's way better than Maroon.
1: No, he's like, you know, it's not, he wouldn't do that at all. But I, I see your point there. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to, like, at the, the start of the season, you have to declare your cap with any of your players on. Well, on said cap before you uh, put them on long-term injured reserve, right? So they couldn't like sign Hoffman and then put, say, Tarasenko, who, from what I hear, is not going to be ready for the season, on long-term injured reserve. Okay, but
0: I'm telling you, they have zero cap space right now, and that's factoring in Terrasenko on IR. Really? Yeah. Shit, that's what man. I'm telling you. Like I'm looking at their cap friendly right now, man. They have no space.
1: Okay. Well, give me give me a name. Who do you think that realistically they have to send out if this is the guy they have to bring? Because they have, if Tarasenko's not playing, they have to find some goal scoring. You know, okay. I know their defense um, took a blow, but this is like first and foremost.
0: Okay, here, here's how it would have to go. You probably have to move a guy like Jaden Schwartz, which I wouldn't do. I'd rather keep him in the organization than bring in Hoffman. Like that's a guy that has a contract that's movable. He's 28 years old, making a little over five mil. Like that's a contract that someone will take.
1: How much do you think Hoffman will, will cost? Honestly, like it would, even even at a one year, even at a one year.
0: I don't see him taking under four, and that's him being super generous.
1: Yeah, although I would say six is what he's going to take. Right. Um, at a one year, maybe seven five.
0: Right, but that's my point. Like, he's got to look around and realize that unless someone big gets hurt in the off season or going into training camp, like he's not going to get that deal anywhere unless he wants to go play back in Ottawa again. Like, that's not an option. <laughs> so he's going to have to take a pay cut. But if he does is St. Louis the place that he's going to do it? Like, if I'm him, I'm going to someone else in the division, like Colorado, and taking a one-year deal. Maybe or shit, like, man, uh,
1: if it's a no one-year deal, deal a go, to, go to L.A., get a nice tan, and <laughs> just wait for the next season, honestly. I mean, I know you want to win, but go score some goals there. You'll get a massive contract the next season, and like I said, you get to live on the beach for a year.
0: Right, but I guess that's my point. Like, is St. Louis the place he's going to go to get his big contract in a year or two?
1: Well, this is why it surprised me. This is honestly why, cause this is all I'm hearing for the last three weeks. It's only St. Louis connected to Hoffman. Now, again, that's the only thing that, that we're hearing um, consuming the media and from, you know, the, the very limited <laughs> connections that I have uh, to people who actually work in the media, it's just, it, it blows my mind. Cause like you said, Hoppy, they're, they're up against the cap and they'd have to move legit pieces to bring in a guy who, yes, like you said, Joel is a, is a, Bonafide goal scorer, which is what every National Hockey League team needs and wants, but that's 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 it. That's what well, he brings to, the, to your well, team. All
0: of you can tell me. Like, I want your real opinion, but I'm like very very biased in this one. Would you rather have Justin Falk and Tori Krug, or would you rather have Petrangelo and Hoffman? Because that's basically the trade off that they decided to make when they actively went out and traded for Falk actively brought in Krug because they gave up on Petrangelo, which at that point it was probably already bridge burned, but like revisionist history, if we want to be Captain Hindsight, you cannot have Falk or Krug. You can have Petrangelo and then sign Hoffman.
1: Well, I mean that- I'd say you get the 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 defender and the winger. You you mix it up on you 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 know get two birds stoned at once <laughs>
0: what? i I'm, i am <laughs> the stoner comment i've ever heard you birds stoned at once oh my Not, god
2: i said I, that I, have- I
1: said that in a meeting the other day too uh an actual <laughs> like
2: <laughs> 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 oh fuck oh man um but no I, i've always been a tory krug fan uh I think he would fit in anywhere. I mean, the, the guy can, the guy can move the puck just about as good as any defense. I don't think he's the issue though. I think Falk's the issue in that equation. And that's, and that's where I was moving is, is Falk. Um, you know, it was a big question mark when they moved him in last year. And, um, again, like my biggest support goes to all of our Minnesotans playing in the national hockey league. Um, but a guy who I just think is overrated. Um, I, I've never been a big Justin Falk fan. Um, now, granted, if, if you know, if there was no salary cap and, and the Wild said that they picked up Justin Falk, there's no way I would be upset about it. Same with my team, the Flyers. Like, he's a guy I'd take, but uh, just a guy that I think after, you know, one big season when he helped Carolina make a big push, like, what has the guy done?
1: Yeah, Maybe I
0: mean, Six and a half and a half until his mid to late 30s. It's that not
1: makes sense. It's insane cuz like, I guess I don't know. He he did shine in Carolina as their puck moving defender, but that but he that was it. He was their only, you know, puck moving defender who had a little bit of quickness to him. There's not really much else to his game.
2: Mhm. Yep. So, so no, I I kind of I I know, you know, talking with him weekly, almost day in day out, I I know how Hoppy feels about which one he would take, and I completely agree. Um, there's no way I wouldn't uh, take Petro and, and Hoffman in that. Hey, so, so you're a Flyers guy. You also got Ovi's jersey behind you. I,
1: I love it. I'm a huge Capitals guy as well. I think that's that's honestly one of my favorite Washington Capitals jerseys is that particular yeah. uh, home home back in the day, the, the white Thank one you. there. Oh, man,
2: That was a good one. Hey, that I'm I'm, one. I'm waiting for him to break Gretzky's record, and then I'm going to sell it, so. Oh well, Jesus!
1: I was gonna say I'll, I'll call you, but I ain't, I ain't good. You're not gonna make any money off me there. Um, but uh, what about your flyers? How's their cap space going? Would Would Hoffman be a good fit there? I know Wayne Simmons was their 30 goal guy a few years ago. I mean, couldn't couldn't like even just two years ago? Would Hoffman be a good replacement there on the on the top uh,
2: line with Giroux? Um, I like, again, like Hoffman is a guy that that I would have no issue taking, and I don't think there should be a single fan in the NHL who's like, I do not want Hoffman. However, um, I think we need to address our needs right now. And that with, after losing Niskanen, um, I'd like to see us focus on the blue line. Um, we got a lot of young guys coming up and I, again, and I think that's what the flyers do super well. Um, basically everybody on our roster, except for Hayes and Voracek, are guys that we drafted and we developed, um, and so therefore um, I do know that there's a lot of promising young talent on our blue line. Um, but mixing in a good, solid veteran defenseman to go along with Provrov and Sanheim and some of these young defensemen um, is kind of what we need, the direction that we need to go.
0: Well, and I, I actually don't think, unless you're worried about injury, which I guess is probably reasonable going into a weird year like this, but the blue line isn't really a concern because you do have older guys. You've got, Braun at 33 you've got gustafson at 28 goss's bears 27 which is hard to believe because he played college and that's why his numbers look weird but like the way it fits if you can get him to take a cheaper deal to come in like it's a good one-year guy the problem is you yep. can't keep him long term because after this year you're gonna be paying a lot of money to carter hart
2: kind of hot yeah and- you and- stay it right hoppy no nope. of course uh, that guy is gonna be our defense uh come a couple years and um you know again like and and looking at a guy like drew again like the guy is still a stud I don't want him going anywhere but uh um but he's starting to fall off a little bit and and he does kind of need a little bit of goal scoring help and um you know Hoffman's a, a guy that can do it but um but speaking of the Flyers I mean again like I know you've talked about me on the podcast before, and how high I was on Nolan Patrick. Like again, this is where like a guy like Nolan Patrick, if we're if we're uh, developing guys like uh, like Konecny and Lindblom and all these guys who are going to be unbelievable players, like who knows what this kid could have been. Um, so it's 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 pretty unfortunate for him to be dealing with what he's dealing with, and uh, hopefully we can find a way to get him healthy and get him on the ice.
0: I hope so just for his sake. Like
2: yeah, no, play, I hear
0: you. I feel bad for that guy.
1: Yep. Yeah, man. Uh he ripped up he ripped up the Western League. Like I remember yeah, watching him absolutely dominate uh the Royals and whatnot. And, and speaking of that, Joel, I've talked about this on the podcast, so I won't get into it too far. But when uh Carter Hart was playing for the Everett Silvertips, um he was in the longest uh WHL game ever, like recorded in history. And it was I think it was like game six against the Victoria Royals, game six or game five and i remember i went to i went to watch like the finals of like our vancouver island soccer league i went and wrote a paper with a buddy and like helped him edit the whole thing and the game was still going on i had it on the radio like the whole time i'm like this is insane they ran out of concession they ran out of beer they were uh, they were ordering pizza for the for the boys between periods because they just sure. like needed to keep their calories up. And Carter Hart and the I, I believe his name was Colton Outhouse. I could be messed up his first name for the Victoria Rose. They're the goalies, respectively, lost like I think it was like seven to eleven pounds like each after that yeah. game.
2: It was insane. Yeah, I believe it. And it, it kind of reminds me of of how I was dealing with uh, the Tampa Bay Columbus game in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I can count like. I was doing so much stuff, and, I, of course, I was worried about missing some overtime game. And um, two hours later, I get back home, and it's still on. So I just turned it on and was able to finish it. So kind of reminds me of that. Yeah,
1: they're definitely, like, fun ones. You don't want them every night, but uh, they're, they're definitely fun ones uh, when it happens. Uh, let's talk a little bit – I mean, because this seems to be, like – because it's the only real hockey news out there. it seems to be the rage on social media but uh the the Adidas retro NHL Jersey uh, teasers they've been uh well they've been teasing us for a few days now. Um, let, let's dive into it. I know we, we all kind of follow uh, different teams here respectively even though this is a Minnesota wild podcast we all are dialed into the Minnesota Wild of course. Um, but we also, like I said, respectfully follow different teams. Uh, let, let's dive into talk about uh, some of what we've seen in regards to teasers. Should we start with the, the Minnesota Wild. Go for it. I mean the North Stars. I mean the Subway shirt. Isn't that <laughs> what
3: it is? Eat fresh, baby. Let's go. Where's the Subway sponsor? It reminds <laughs> me of Community when like Subway comes to the call. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that you know that show. That's a that's a good one.
0: I mean. At- are they going to smell like Subway, though? That's the whole question. I if hope come so. If you go to the locker room and it smells like that, I'm never going to go to a game again.
1: Oh, I, I like – I'm not like – I don't necessarily like Subway that much, um, but I do like the smell. I do like the smell.
2: Are we almost more afraid that if they go with Subway, do we somehow have to have Jared as our mascot?
1: <laughs> ooh. ooh <laughs> oh, that's scary. I, I don't <laughs> think
0: he's well,
1: associated remember, at is all. Jared's going to take over Nordy?
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: All, uh, right, all
3: right, all right.
0: I'll let you guys all comment first, but there's a clear-cut winner for me in this grouping. So,
3: have, I know, anyway,
0: you. you lead. You haven't talked in a while.
3: I like I like St. Louis's. I like the Stars. I don't think Minnesota's that bad. The other ones to me aren't anything special. I don't know.
1: I I really like um I wish I- the I wish the Blackhawks didn't actually add any red. I wish they went like black and white like and I know they've kind of done something similar before, but just kept like their their actual logo with color but the rest black and white. Um I tend to like darker jerseys. I think the Minnesota Wild one, um the concept, I mean I personally like the colors. I like the North Stars colors. I think the M is is pretty awesome. Um I mean it's it's nothing extraordinary but but I think it's very slick and and I dig it a lot. Say I'm just not red's not my favorite color so I I don't necessarily like the St. Louis Blues ones, although the blue note is my favorite logo in the National Hockey League. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, I mean, you ain't the Nordics, so fuck you. You shouldn't be able to do that. That's what I say.
2: Yeah, well, going along with that and making the same argument, the, the wild aren't the North Stars, yet we're using the the exact color scheme. Um, I, I love the Nordics one, um, and mostly the bottom of the jersey. Uh, the bottom of the jersey with the
1: the fleur-de-lis.
2: Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> what Isha said, is awesome. Um, I, I don't necessarily dislike any of them. Uh, the one I would say probably that I dislike, though, is going to be the Jets. I just don't like the gray or the tan. or.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't I like, like that either. I, don't either. I
2: just don't like the colors. Um, everything else, though, is pretty awesome. Uh, one, two, three, I'd have to go, though. Uh, Colorado, Minnesota, Chicago on this one.
0: Okay. I uh, don't mind the Jets because I kind of like the gray look, but it's not the greatest jersey. The one that I dislike is Nashville. I don't like that jersey at all, I but I love the Nordiques look for Colorado. I think that's awesome. Um, I don't mind the Dallas Stars throwback having the star shape on their jersey. Like, I don't – it's not anything special, but – I agree with you, Isha. I don't like red on jerseys, by and large, but I do think the flip colors for their awesome retro jersey that they had, where it was blue on top and then the red details below. Yeah, yeah, I do think it's a really cool throwback look, and it's got enough blue in it, and it's still got the blue note. No, fair, fair. Number two, and I, I don't like North Star colors. It's Green Bay Packers. That's all I see, but... I do see like it's supersonics for
1: me. That's why I like them out here out, out west, right? I,
0: I like the M logo though, and I don't mind the colors. And everyone apparently still hates Dallas for what one person did, but um, I, I would still probably put the wild next, maybe stars. I don't know. But okay. the only one I really dislike is Nashville.
1: Joel, one thing I will say about it, about what you said there, it's a little bit of a different argument because like the, the Nordiques like moved. Uh to the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche are using the Nordiques logo, whereas the okay. Dallas Stars are the Dallas Stars aren't using, you know. They're not using the the North Stars logo. So it's, it's
2: just the only thing. Like, if anything, Colorado has more rights to use the Nordiques. than Fair,
1: fair. But I'm not talking about rights. I just like Minnesota hockey in general. And again, I, I don't live there. Right. You guys are the Minnesotans. But from what I understand, there's more of an attachment, maybe even from like the generation above us to the North Stars. And that's more enriched in like this, the state hockey's culture versus You know, Colorado on the fucking Quebec Nordiques.
0: Hang on, though. I I will respect the older generations being mad about it. Q, Joe, you guys can agree or disagree with me. I think more people that, like, pretend to be butthurt are people that weren't even alive when the North Stars existed. Like, they they were born when the the Wild existed. Like, shut the fuck up.
1: Well, dude, that's like Vancouver Canucks fans being like, oh, yeah, I hate Mark Messier for what he did. It's like, dude, you really didn't watch that much hockey back then. Like, let's be perfectly honest.
0: Like, how can you be that butthurt about a team leaving if you were, like, two years old when it happened? Sorry. Okay.
1: And basically what Mark Messier did was sign with the Vancouver Canucks and then just suck <laughs> after beating them and winning a Stanley Cup. So, And anyway, you know what's funny? Yeah. It was – I believe on – I'll have to dig it up and show Hoppy, and I'll send it to you boys too. Um, I remember on Stick and Rink Radio uh, two years ago, we actually found an image of, like, literally it was, like, on a napkin, details of, like, his contract. And one of one of his things – or clauses was that, like, he could – he uh, had a, uh, the Canucks buy him a house in Point Roberts. So you still live in the U.S., which Point Roberts is basically you have to come into Canada and then go to this point, And then you're in the States again. But you, you can't get anywhere in the United States without going through Canada again, back to the United States. It's basically it, it's a beautiful spot anyways. But um, and that was like one of the many just ridiculous things on this napkin. And he just like uh, he just bent over the Canucks and then didn't do anything with them. So, yeah, I know that like historically, even you can hear it there, like someone who's a Canucks fan at heart. It's a little animosity, but, like, realistically, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And we never saw it. Um, what what I did see, however, boys, was I was downtown when we lost against the Boston Bruins, and that was not fun. I'll tell you that much.
0: Dude, I was living in Chicago when they won their uh, second cup of the three. Oh, scary. Like, people were lighting shit on fire, flipping cars over. Like, it was Pretty ridiculous up in Wrigley, though.
2: That's exactly what was going on. And in, uh, like I was gonna it was say it's not like So it's like that didn't happen in Vancouver when they're setting police cars on fire and
1: stuff. Oh, Matt, honestly, <laughs> I was uh, I was even with Producer Pigeon, and we were like walking around, and like people were like hugging, crying, and then like one asshole lit a cop car on fire, and it was just mayhem after that. It was like <laughs> a catalyst, and like it was nuts, man. I remember cabbing because we because we live on Vancouver Island, we tried to we got we had to get to the ferry terminal, which is like an hour. I don't know, an hour out from downtown, we flagged like the only van cab we could see, and people like jumped out of the van cab, and we're just like ah, like ready to go, like putting balaclavas on, just fucking ready to riot. And I remember, I always remember what the van cab uh, driver said. When we were just like, we're going to Horseshoe Bay, like uh, the bay with the ferry terminal, and he's just like, thank fucking God, man, like I gotta get out of here because it was yeah, it was it was starting to get pretty crazy. Um, a few more NHL topics here, boys. It's happening. Um, there's uh, it's not there hasn't been confirmation from the National Hockey League yet, but various reports and I read uh, a tweet bo- and an article from both Sports Illustrated and The Score saying that a Canadian division seems uh, seems like it's going to happen. Even the CBC up here in Canada had uh, uh, had an interview with Gary Bettman, and he was quoted saying that we're not going to move all seven Canadian franchises south of the 49th parallel, so we have to look at alternative ways to play, and one of those is going to be. The dreaded, and that's my opinion, Canadian fucking division. Um, and it's not, from what I see, it's not going to look too good for the Minnesota Wild either as they're kind of <laughs> getting the shit end of the stick in regards to their uh, one, be, being involved in one of the three uh, divisions which are, things are going to be shifting around there in the United States. So um, I'm pretty salty here as a Canadian watching you know, the Canadian team that I follow in the Vancouver Canucks having to play the same few teams over and over again. What, what are your guys' thoughts uh, south of the border?
2: Who wants to take it away? I mean, me, Joe. You're always first. You're always first in line. You might as well. Um, obviously, it's it's not what you want. Um, it's it's not what we were hoping for. Um, but I'll be honest, man. I will. Even if I had to watch the Flyers play the same team over and over again, I'd do it to have hockey back. Um, so I I get that they do what they have to do. Um, it's not ideal. Um, you want that variety. I love that. However, many years ago, I don't know if it was four or five, however many years ago that they finally implemented the fact that every team plays every team home and away. Um, I think it's so big for the fans and the people living places where, you know, they're not in the same location as their team. I go to one game a year. I try to make it to the Flyers game. That's about it. Um, and it's so awesome. So uh, the fact that uh, you know it's it's making it so that uh, you're not going to be able to watch your home team play some of your favorite teams um, definitely makes it tough. But uh, but again, um, I don't care what it takes. Let's let's just make sure that this this season can take take place and and we can watch some hockey.
1: And, and look, as a hockey fan, I'm totally with you. I'm just being a bitter. I guess someone who follows the Minnesota wild and a Canucks fan who I'm like, damn it, this year was supposed to be a progression year. And I, and I get it that like th- there, there could just, there could be a possibility where there's no hockey. And the fact that like it's the, that Gary Bettman and the, and the league are making it happen is unbelievable. And a hundred percent. I, I want to make that known, but again, as a salty fucking Canucks fan, I don't want to see them play Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, and everyone out East and then travel back home to just basically play the same damn teams over
2: again. I hear you. The
0: travel sucks, man. But like you, get a minimal benefit for Vancouver as far as schedule is concerned with that like you're basically swapping Vegas for Toronto and I'd rather play Toronto but the, the big thing here yes is
1: like... yes it, yes but if we lose to Toronto we don't fucking hear the end of it whereas if we lose to Vegas we don't we just forget about them the next day I'm...
0: You sound Toronto's like the Florida Toronto's to the center Toronto.
1: of the universe well, up that's here a bad right? start um
0: <laughs> but the big thing with the NHL like they announced it here recently like They're going to go in with like five different schedule plans and they're going to shift back and forth throughout the year. So guess what? They start, let's just pray they start January 1st. They're going to roll with the, you know, Canada division and whatever else they shift out of that down in the States, as long as they need to until borders open. And then it's boom, we're switching it back.
1: No, of course, of
0: course it's, it's a way to get hockey back and going instead of waiting even longer and fucking up future seasons. This way they can at least get started I think they said July 15th is their target end date for the season, no matter what, um, which is mostly due to the summer Olympics and not wanting to compete with that, which makes sense. Well,
1: shit. If there's going to be an Olympics, man, again, like everything's a question mark. It's crazy.
0: If Right. But by then, I mean, if hockey is in a place where they're going to be able to continue without bubbles, yep. you're probably going to be in a spot where you can get some kind of Olympic competition going. But I, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. But, Um, Yeah, the biggest issue for me, because I think the Canadian division would be kind of interesting just from like a national rivalry. I know you hate it, but especially because you have to travel the furthest. But Minnesota would be much more fucked than Vancouver, being the only team that has to go to the Pacific time zone. And I have to stay up until 930 every night for puck drop. That sucks.
1: Yeah. No, you you're right. As, a, as as a consumer, it's 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 not that it's not that hard, especially going out Esa. I get to watch a little bit of an earlier game. Uh Q, what are your thoughts on on this uh this whole schedule and uh well, I guess return to play this season.
3: I think the whole Canadian aspects interesting were like like when you make that point with like Las Vegas, like I mean, yeah, you're probably not like waking up the next day and having your Twitter blow up if you lose, you know, Las Vegas by Las Vegas people, but I can imagine like canada's gonna go crazy when it's all canadians all the time oh, <laughs> it's like, gonna be insane dude you guys I,
1: you guys really, have no idea
3: <laughs> yeah i mean if you just want like peace <laughs> <in> every- <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: for the hockey podcast network it's gonna be great because there's just gonna be everything's gonna be new and there's gonna be so much to talk about so again uh it is overall it's a great thing i'm just being uh i'm just being critical for the sake of this podcast
3: But, yeah, I agree with Hoppy. Like, the whole, like, starting late for Minnesota is going to – I mean, that's a rough draw.
0: Yeah, that sucks. But the one-plus, we will get to play against Dubnik several times if we're in that division, so that'll be fun.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: that that would be awesome. And, again, doing some uh, more cross-promotion with the Stick Hungry podcast, so that will definitely be a lot of fun.
3: A lot of high-glove shots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's hope Kyle McLaren keeps his elbow down. Um – Let's uh let's dive into more malt madness here in, in a little bit. Um, unless you guys have any more hockey topics, I mean, I, I I'm all ears here. I had a couple uh, stuff that I had on my outline here, but uh, Q Joel, if you got anything you you want to dive into, I mean, uh, the rest of the segments is open uh, to to conversation. You guys, you guys got anything you want to dive yeah. into here on the podcast?
2: Yeah, I oh, was getting ready, rolling up the sleeves and everything. Right. Damn, here we go, baby. Uh, the only thing I wanted to do, I don't know how this works on a podcast, um, but the but the minute the state of Minnesota um, has declared that there will not be any high school state tournaments this year, so I did maybe want to just take a moment of silence uh, to to remember the twenty twenty Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament,
0: which no, um, no silence. Silence state of happy ending it early man because let's be thankful <laughs> that they got that tournament in right before the shutdown.
1: That's true. Last, that's, yeah. That's a celebration.
0: I'm actually yeah. really really um, proud that we were able to go to that tournament this year and literally like a week later Q invited me to go to one of the games cuz he has a quarter season ticket package with a couple buddies.
1: How
3: are you? We were
0: supposed to go and it was literally the first game that they're like, "Yeah, sorry, you're not coming." I'm like,
3: yeah. "Cool." So much for saving your tickets for the playoff run.
1: Right. Oh man. That's I mean, tough. I I'm a little choked too because I I really wanted to come out this year and see that. Like, i I'm just chomping at the bit to come out to the state of hockey. And, and it's so funny because like all my friends here in Vancouver Island, like, it sucks we can't travel to Cancun. It sucks we can't do this. That I'm like, I was supposed to go to fucking Minnesota this year. They're like, hmm? You're supposed to go to Minnesota this year. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is can't like you, you. could just go eastern Canada, it's pretty much the same thing. Although, fuck man, a ticket to Minnesota from uh, from out west is cheaper than one to Toronto, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, no, I, I'm a little bummed, too, because I really, I really wanted to see it, as well as, you know, perhaps the winter classic as well. Uh, but, again, maybe, uh, maybe maybe next year um, yeah. things will so, open up but, and I'll be able um, to, to hit
2: up both. But also as, as a high school hockey coach myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, right now – so uh, I'm coaching in a league right now that's kind of like a preseason league. We were supposed to start – I'm a girls' high school hockey coach. We were, We usually start, like, right before Halloween – Uh, We were then scheduled to start November 30th. So I've been coaching in this league. Um, That's kind of like a preseason, keep the girls playing kind of thing um, up before that. Um, But there have been, I mean, three teams in our league have had to shut down for girls getting COVID. Uh, There's a girl on my team who got COVID. It's just, it's not looking good. Um, We've had our first uh, high school in our conference Um, their athletic director decided to halt things until at least the middle of December. So, um, so things aren't looking good for the high school season. And so, um, you know, selfishly thinking about me as a coach, like, um, it sucks because this is the team, like we had a team coming into this year that I would probably never say this about any team, but like really good shot at, at a state championship, um, And so it sucks to not have it, but more importantly for the, for all the players, all the high school kids out there, uh, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior, um, to not get to play, um, due to something like this is, um, is something that I never even imagined I would ever have to go through, um, never even thought about it. So the fact that this is has kind of since last year come out of nowhere and, and put a halt on their seasons is uh, pretty sad. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them. And, um, you know, not everybody is uh, a Luke Middlestat or a, a kid who can just go and play juniors. So um, so hopefully they find some way for, uh, for kids to at least get to play and uh, keep it going.
1: No, a- absolutely, man. Um, and it's it's similar up here in Canada with with junior. Now we haven't the league hasn't stopped yet necessarily. You know, BCHL, um, WHL is set to start in I believe a month or so. But uh, junior B here on Vancouver Island, you know, there's a high school outbreak, um, here locally. Uh, we're we're pretty much the the hockey podcast Network studio is is located and so the and there was a couple kids who play in the junior b league and that's a feeder league to the to the bchl and that had to shut down for a few weeks because of because of this i mean yeah, it's it, it's real. It, it it's it's crazy, and it's it's something that um they, you know we all have to do collectively to fight. I mean, there's even those on the network, you know, on the hockey podcast network, who've been who are currently fighting this and who have who, who've had it and who are ill. And it's uh you know we, we give our best to all of them, and it's uh I hope I hope the world will open up soon. Hoppy, you're laughing here. I'm trying to like talk it like serious here. You're like giggling. There's, there's something uh, going on. The
0: I'm sorry. I see Q's facial reaction to what i typed in our chat and that's all that.
1: <laughs> okay okay <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough um before we move on to just the we'll, we'll, our final segment here we'll continue to pump bald madness talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, on the hockey podcast network in the Soda Pod, uh, one of the newest podcasts here on the hockey podcast network is uh, uh, Brad Lee, a former NHL player. He says he just had a cup of coffee, but you know, if you make the show, you're an alumni, you're a former NHL player, um, and he uh, we well, actually dominated in the AHL and uh, played uh, played very well overseas in the, the DEL and uh, and then one small stint uh, with the EIHL. Which, by the way, the DEL is set to open up um, in a month or two. So uh, European hockey, the, the leagues that are, are at it right now are, are struggling to keep going. But uh, but there are some leagues uh, out east who have been strategically planning a return to play. So shout out the DEL. But back back to Brad. He's uh, he's released his third episode this Saturday featuring Brent Sopel, a former Stanley Cup uh, champion and someone who's uh, been a, a recent advocate for, for mental health. Uh, mental health initiatives and even has his own foundation now the brent Sopel foundation so i encourage everyone to go check that out and i encourage everyone to check uh, the latest episode of brad leaves podcast life after hockey and why i'm kind of talking about this right now is his uh, his second uh, guest what uh was brock mcgillis and a lot of people know the brock mcgillis stories uh, first pro hockey player to come out after his career as uh, as gay and he's you know a spokesperson for the community, the LGBTQ community, and uh, and now just uh, I guess a public speaker and, and an advocate. And he had a great uh, interview with Bradley on episode two. And why I'm kind of highlighting this too is because there's been a ton of interviews that I've seen with Brock McGillis, both more on the professional side, and like the CBCs and the TSN, the ESPNs, what, whatnot. Um, but this one was you know player to player, and and, uh, and Brock's still a hockey guy at his core. And it was cool to see you know two former pro players talk about these kind of subjects together it kind of it, it was a little bit more open it was a little bit more real a little bit less staged so I encourage everyone to go check that out life after Hockley and, and just quickly on that note during this uh, in the same week actually um a QMJHL a draft pick player I don't think he's played with uh, with the team yet in, in Quebec a 17 year old uh, kid named Yannick um, it came out as gay also in that league. Now he's, he's still, uh, he's had a lot of, um, recognition and a lot of warm praise and, and thoughts throughout his community and in the hockey world, respectively where he's from, but he says he's sticking with his, his high school team, uh, right now, um, as he just feels comfortable and he's going to, uh, entertain going to the Q- QMJHL uh, next season in Drummondville. Um, but it was just cool to see that that story came out in the same week and that, uh, and that the hockey world still has a long way to go in regards to making these people feel uh you know feel welcome and 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 at home and actually part of the community where they don't have to you know put on a put on a fake face and, and put on a front much like brock mcgillis talks about what he did so so i just think that this was an amazing story i'll, I'll tweet it um from the uh the soda pods account um but yannick uh Duples, uh duplesis um just uh just shout out to you man you're uh whether you know this gets to anybody in your circle and I just wanted to say that we're, we're proud that, uh, that you can help make a difference. Cause that's what he wanted to do. And he's quoted in this, in this article, which was really cool saying that I, I just want to, to, to help the next person be able to be comfortable coming out and be themselves. And I think he's already doing that uh, just, just with this uh, publicity. So, so I think that's a good way to end off this, this hockey segment on a positive note there uh, on the other side. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up uh, this episode talking about Malt Madness one more time. Uh, uh, again, a quick shout out to Q and Joel for joining us uh, throughout the duration of this uh, this podcast. It's, it's been a blast. Episode 101 of The Soda Pod. Uh, thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream and again back on the podcast. We'll see you all to close things out on the other side.
2: and welcome my name is brad lieb i am a former professional hockey player and this is the life after hockey podcast this is the place where i'll be interviewing former players and exploring their life after hockey journeys including their successes challenges and the causes that they are passionate about so please join me on the hockey podcast network every saturday for new episodes And follow me on Twitter, at Brad M. Lieb, for all my podcast updates. And until then, keep going and enjoy your life.
1: Oh, folks, you're listening to episode 101 of the soda pod thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream in and out facebook youtube twitter and twitch and of course on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from uh the last segment of the show it'll be it'll be a quick one uh you can find myself always at vi sports talk uh state of hoppy here at state of hoppy and the soda pod at the soda Pod the best thing you can do, folks, is rate and review uh well the hockey podcast network itself, but of course the shows that you like, the soda pod included. Um, give us five stars. The review is not for our ego, it just helps us get on top of the sports charts. Before we close out the show here, guys, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Malt Madness Hoppy. Round one ends, I believe, tonight or early tomorrow. Oh, uh, well, it's t-
0: actually late tomorrow, man. Oh, is it okay? Okay. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, it ends tonight. If you're watching the live stream right now, it ends tomorrow night. Um, I I think it's around 5 o'clock. I'm not 100% sure, but it's early evening that everything wraps up, and then we move on to the next round. Um, But, yeah, it's a a good chance here for us to talk about, I guess, what we're looking at next round. There's like four matchups that could go either way, I guess. But uh, aside from those, we've kind of got a verdict on a handful of these. We've already touched on how ridiculous the the top left bracket, Hops, St. Paul, whatever you want to call it. Um, we can just touch real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they both already said Blackstack and Barrel Theory are the ones that they're riding to the end. So, I don't know, Joe, Q, do either of you think that Blackstack or Barrel Theory are going to run away against Bad Weather or Tin Whiskers?
3: I think Bad Weather is tougher competition than Tin Whiskers, personally. But
2: Okay. I don't know. i uh, yeah. heard them on the podcast. Gotcha. If this was my NCAA men's basketball bracket, um, I wouldn't feel comfortable with any pick. Um, it, it really is that close. Now, just because I'm a bigger fan of barrel theory um, and Blackstack does not mean that that speaks to uh, to everybody and and to what the people like. Um, out of them all. Tin Whiskers is definitely my least favorite um however I do know that they have a really good following uh people really like them especially for their um incorporation with uh Pearson's Candy um I I just see them as a even though they're fourth on my list I see them as a dark horse to to even come through with it and and somehow take it um so, so you, you just it, – it's too close to call with this one. I, I just – I don't think there's uh, one uh, one brewery that could possibly just run away with it.
0: Fair enough. And to be honest, Tin Whiskers is technically the two seed in this bracket. So that's just yeah. based on Twitter following. Yeah, um, they, let's get they, into the other ones then, are Q. Do you have something there?
3: They just – they are a big name. So it's going right. to really be like name versus – first experience and see
0: like beautiful pigeon can you scroll a little bit further then to the uh, malt portion of the bracket
3: there we go there we go
0: so here we go this is a uh, couple that have been mentioned already but next matchup will likely be Fulton versus Utapils unless people step in and start voting for Freehouse and Finnegan's pretty quickly
1: alright the burner accounts tonight are coming boys
2: <laughs> shout out uh, Freehouse I got your back Actually, they have the best rotisserie chicken dinner. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I love
0: it. He's obsessed. It's like a full chicken that gets brought
1: out to your table. Oh, Joe, Joe, so come so back good. on the podcast anytime. You're a fucking hoot, man. Please. I Jeez. love you, man. This is awesome. <laughs> and Q, anytime you want to talk about log, man, The doors are the doors are wide open. This has been awesome.
0: Oh, shit. All right. So we know how you guys feel about that one, I guess. Um, The next one is...
1: The rotisserie chicken.
0: We actually didn't even talk about either of the two options on the last one. So we we gained nothing from that. Um, Real quick, Fulton, Utapils, what do you guys want? Don't need background. Just pick one.
3: Fulton. I like Utapils. Nice. I like
1: it. Next
0: one. We got Insight versus Modest, more than likely
2: um the what i want to say about this one i think that's the hardest of all i i was just gonna say q i think this is the closest one of of all of them you have your modest
3: people who like your first call you like your coffee stuff they got dreamland which is like your stronger ipa dreamyard dreamyard Dreamyard, sorry (laughs) Uh, insight with he's a big
0: kirby fan (laughs)
3: <laughs> insight in city is like a classic, like it's fun to go there. Everything hits so like it's so good. So yeah, that's tough. It's whichever oh, venue. I think
0: this one's gonna to. be a landslide. So I disagree with you guys.
3: Who do you think is gonna take in a landslide?
0: I think modest is gonna destroy insight.
3: See, I personally like <laughs> modest more,
2: but in insight has a big following. They have uh, um their location being uh, kind of up more dinky town. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, regulars and um, I wouldn't count them out. Now, again, uh, Modest would get my choice. Um, but but Insight is pretty popular and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to take it.
0: None of them would shock me, but Modest is like one of the safer ones in the next round for me personally. If I was doing a March Madness bracket like Joe mentioned. Fair enough. Q, you didn't seem okay with that. You're leaning inside, huh?
3: I mean, I just think they're both excellent. They're, like, they're in my top ten of all Minnesota for both of them. So okay, no,
0: that's and,
1: fair. And I just want to say that every single, uh, every single bracket here has blown our soda pod poll questions out of the fucking water as far yeah, as participation. We get help from the
0: breweries, man. So
1: thank you to everyone. I mean, up to three hundred votes on almost every single poll. This is this is awesome. Um, uh, we really appreciate it. We're so excited to move on to the next rounds.
0: Holy shit! Actually, modest yep. is the only modest versus birches on the lake. Which, shout out to them. If anyone's out in the west suburbs, like definitely check them out. Really good food, really good beer, really cool like area. You can either have fine dining upstairs or go downstairs for more of the tap room vibe. Highly, yeah. highly recommend checking them out. Big shout and, out. Um, but and oh, Hoppy that. Yeah. It's pretty incredible how people, the breweries have supported.
2: Hoppy, a question for you, man. I don't know because I know I thought we we had talked about this before. Um, are do they do they have any affiliation with the Birches in St. Paul?
0: They did until the one in St. Paul closed very recently. So now it's just Birches oh. on the Lake. There's oh, no. Oh, I didn't know that anymore. Okay. Yep. I didn't so know they, closed. they were directly affiliated before that was shut down.
2: Yep. Gotcha.
0: Awesome. Next one. We're going to have uh, an interesting one here. I don't know what Joe's going to have to say it's bent paddle versus Lupulin. <laughs>
2: hey. Uh, okay. So you guys had me on the podcast before. Um, I, I love bent paddle. Bent paddle is such a great brewery. Um, but man, if I'm going up to that Duluth area, ain't no way you're stopping me from going across the bridge and hitting up earth rider. So uh, with, with that being said, um, Lupulin is they're, they're just too popular, man. Like not only are they in small town, Minnesota where they probably have literally everybody in that town backing them up and, and doing everything they can for them, but they have, they do so much distribution in the cities And people are always talking about them who we might be one of the most popular craft beers that I think.
1: Well, and they're just like out of, out of everyone in this, you know, out of some of even the polls that have a a pretty big gap and let's say like a 78, 21%, you know, 80, 19, um,
0: 7.5.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. 87.5 87.5 to Kenny, uh, to Kinney Creek's, uh, 12.5 respectively.
2: Yep. And, and to me, Kinney Creek is no pushover because I was there recently, but, but, uh, one of my brother's friends and actually one of uh, Q's friends as well. Um, I heard the story about how he thought that, uh, Kinney Creek was absolutely horrible. He couldn't believe that I went there and thought it was pretty good. um, and he went back and actually really enjoyed it. So who knows if some of these voters, um, if a lot of them are coming from the city and they just haven't been down to Kinney Creek in Rochester um, or if they're basing their vote off of what Kinney Creek used to be. Um, but again, Lupulin is just too big in the cities. They're, uh, they're going to have a huge following from all the people um, uh, who live in Big Lake and, and who support them locally. Um, if I had to choose a brewery that's gonna win this, um, they, they might actually be who I would uh back and and wow, put my go. All right,
1: I'm and gonna hold I you to that.
0: A lot of the beers that I really like from them are Porters and Stouts, and Joe hates Porters and Stouts. They do have great IPAs, though, and it's funny, their most popular one, the Hui Hui, is not one of my favorites of theirs. They have a lot of other IPAs that I really like, Hui uh, Hui. Is kind of meh for me which i agree was.
2: with you and oh. and they have a lot of other beers that i like more too but but for some reason that hui is the one that uh grabs everybody's attention down here in the cities yep. um and i just know they're super popular um it's the name
1: man it's already grabbing my attention
2: it is right. thank you
0: any any thoughts on bent paddle versus lupalum before we move on to the next one
3: no i think bent paddle should take it
0: okay that pretty cut and dry I like it I like it I like, this like it one, both matchups are really close so I want to talk about all four breweries um Q since Joe was talking for most of the last one you jump in I don't know which ones you have and haven't been to but Omni, Waconia, Mankato, and Little Thistle dive in and let, let's hear your thoughts and then Joe you can jump in after for sure I've been,
3: I've been to Waconia I really liked it I've never been to Omni the few I've tried randomly I wasn't like a diehard fan of so like they just never caught my attention, I guess. So I voted with Konya. I was kind of sad to see them go. Um, I mean, me, me too. Just
1: because I know the guys and yeah, you know, they're awesome. Yeah. I mean, one of one of our uh, not to not to say that any of the other interviews we've had on the Soda Pod have have been less than stellar, but they're the ones that we just talked for an hour with, and it wasn't because like we we planned to. It's just we just like had such good chemistry and just like shot the breeze. So no, they're good guys there.
3: Yeah, you were talking like Happy Gilmore quotes and stuff. That yeah. Was- <laughs> That was a great podcast. Yeah. That, oh, and that-
1: thanks for listening, both you guys, by the way. I mean, like I, mean Joe that- and here, yeah. I mean, these guys are supporters of the show, and we wouldn't be here without them. So thanks, guys. We really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, no, that interview was like, I'm like, they got some solid beer interviews here. I'm like, I want to listen to everyone. Awesome. So, yeah, the Waconia one was good. The other ones, I'm not like, I haven't been to any of the other ones personally. Like, I know you just had, well, I'm going to butcher that name too. <laughs> <laughs> i know you did isha um but like ineffable ineffable (laughs) (laughs) but like i literally after listening to that podcast and you say it like 10 times i wanted to go by like i wanted to go stop by they're only like 10 minutes from me probably so i'm definitely got to go out there awesome
1: man i can't wait i can't wait to do the big uh Bracket tour. I mean, I'm gonna get buckled if I try to squeeze it into like two days. But I you better we'll, be here
0: for like a month. <laughs> no, we'll,
1: we'll, hey, we'll we'll try. I'm Canadian. I can handle it.
0: If only you could do what you do remotely.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can <laughs> if there uh, wasn't a fucking dope. pandemic. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Let's uh, let's finish off the segment. What other ones should we talk about here, Hoppy?
0: Um. So. I guess an interesting one for me because, I don't know, I'm going with the underdog here personally. Liftbridge versus Invictus, what do you two think? Big Wood versus Invictus? No, no, no. Right now, Invictus is going to win that matchup. It's over 60 to under 40. At that point, it's pretty tough to come back in under 24 hours. I'm talking next round, Liftbridge versus Invictus.
2: Oh, next round, Liftbridge versus Invictus.
3: Um, Liftbridge is just so much bigger. That's what I feel like. Mm.
0: That's not what I asked.
3: <laughs> I mean, I would love to see not Liftbridge. <laughs>
2: In, Invictus is on, uh, on uh, my radar as, as probably one of my favorites. I've only been there once, uh, but again... Their lineup of IPAs and pale ales is is pretty awesome. Uh, the kitchen they have there is bomb. The food is amazing. Is um And of course, and, and Wait, of do course, they have rotisserie chickens?
0: No, no, no they don't.
2: <laughs> that's why they don't stand any chance against the free house. Put them up against free house. Free house wins. Ten out of ten. Um, anyway, um, you know, and and we all have our biased opinions towards ones. I know, I know, Omni and Wakoni are I love close.
0: Your biased opinion. That's why you're here.
2: Obviously, what whatever man. obviously, Omni and, and Waconia is very close. Um, I believe overall with the beer like dead on even, um, I went to a hockey coaches meeting at Omni because I know the Maple Grove hockey coaches really well. Um, they treated us super well, um, gave us a ton of free merch, a ton of free stuff and and you know you do something like that and um, I'm gonna pump your tires. Um, and so therefore I choose Omni and it's kind of the same, um, with Invictus, um, I did some, uh, coaching up in Blaine and, um, it's actually a family that, uh, my, my old roommate, uh, coached a team out of Blaine. Um, and there, the owner's daughter played on the team. So we got a front, a ton of free, uh, um, ton of free beers, uh, Give us a lot of tokens to bring in and, uh, um, try as much as we could. And, um, you know, when you get hospitality like that, it's, it's tough to, to not support them. Um, not saying that lift bridge doesn't have good hospitality. I just, um, love Invictus love the IPA selection and pale ale selection. They have, um, I would choose Invictus, um, if I had to guess on who would win though, it would have to be Liftbridge, just because people are all over that state fair selection they have. Yeah. Um, and They're that's that's, that's gonna be tough to compete with. So
0: oh, that's fair. Well, then let's move on to the last matchup here, guys. And uh Unmapped is pretty much set to advance past third street. And then again, we have uh the matchup that hurt me so much to put together, Excelsior versus back channel. So Um, I I don't believe any of us have been to Third Street. I've had a couple of their beers and they're great. I want to get out there at some point here soon. Maybe all three of us will have to go together. But talk about the other three breweries. Unmapped and they're going to go up against either Excelsior or Back Channel. We all grew up in the west suburbs being Mound and Minnetonka. Talk through those three. Who's coming out regardless of who advances from the Excelsior Back Channel matchup?
3: What I like about that is they're very similar breweries. Like I feel like they offer the kind of same atmosphere in a lot of the same beers. So like you're literally voting like which one you like more because it's essentially the same place in my mind. And like, I, I I'm biased. I'm in Tonka guy and I'm going to go unmapped.
0: map. Fair enough. Who do you, who would you pick between back channel and Excelsior?
3: A uh, back channel. I'm. I've I had much better experiences than back channel.
0: Okay, Joe. Like when we
3: went, we went out there one time and it was a hoot. And like, I just, it's just fun memories at back channel. And I thought it was a cool location that I didn't initially know about, and definitely made my list to revisit. So,
2: awesome. Yeah,
0: I will say before Joe gives his comments on these, all three of those breweries were pretty close with, and they will all be gracing us on the podcast at some point here
1: hell yeah
0: of working through schedules and timing but excited to feature all of these breweries love all three of them and again third street zero disrespect to you we want to come out soon um it's just at this point not looking very likely for you to advance past unmapped, joe let's hear your thoughts
2: yep i am a big fan of all these breweries for very different reasons um unmapped might be the brewery with my favorite beer um delicious stuff. Um, back channel, they're right there. Um, but Unmap might have the best beer. Third street is who, um, that is the craft beer that was cheap enough for me to buy in college. So if I ever wanted to splurge, I bought that Minnesota lager from third street. Um, and that's got a, that's got a special place in my heart. Um, cause it's cheap. Um, and it still makes me feel like I'm a I'm a classy dude and I'm drinking craft beer when I'm out partying with the uh, with the buddies. Um, Excelsior um, is a great location, great beer. They just kind of have a little bit of everything. Um, I love the town of Excelsior. Um, and so you can't compete with being able to go and get some beers and then walk over to either Adele's or Lick's and get some of the best ice cream Minnesota has to offer. Um Excelsior the-
1: sounds like a like a medieval town, to me, to, to the naive Canadian up here. There you go. A shower, but- I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it, just, it just it just sounds like that kind of vibe. We got like you know the castles, you know, <laughs> you got you got those night bars where people are just like straight up uh, jousting.
0: That would actually be a really cool brewery theme. I wouldn't be opposed. Actually, Joe, there's one pretty close to you that is like that. But well, we'll move yeah. past that. Keep going through these well, breweries. Yep.
2: And and the last thing, last but not least, the coolest thing that I did, I believe we did it last winter, and the reason that back channel really just does have a special place in my heart, not only is it the is it the local brewery that took over, Scotty, what did it used to be? Some crappy little dentist's office? Dentist's or, office, yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, man. I'm just so glad they put something <laughs> in, um, in that building. Down the spot
0: from Asian Bistro. Oh, God, I love Teresa. She's a great lady.
2: Oh, we is. know and and everybody who listened to episode 100 knows too it uh, is so back channel really is actually over. literally on a channel and it is on the longest channel on Lake Minnetonka Seaton channel um if i had a dollar for every one of my friends that got pulled over on a snowmobile or a boat there i'd be a rich man uh, <laughs> and so uh I've been
0: buffling twice by the way
2: right so uh so you know it's it's got a great location and with this being a hockey podcast as well um, I think one of the most fun things I've ever done, um, and it wasn't even my idea, it was uh, an old neighbor of mine, um, we decided, so it was really cold last year at one point, and we didn't have much snow at all, um, so we decided to lace up the hockey skates and get out on the lake, um, and what we turned it into is we just turned it into a skate across the lake and go to all the different bars and breweries we could, um, so we started, uh, I started, I started Right down the road from my parents' house, um, there's a spot where I could get on the lake, uh, tie my skates up and start skating. I skated all the way to Back Channel where we all kind of met up. We had some beers there. We bought some crawlers to go put them in our backpack and just started skating across the lake. We went to, uh, you know, Fletcher's and Maynard's and all all the different places you could go on the lake to grab a beer. Uh, We went to, we skated to, um, and it was a ton of fun, man. It was... uh, a uh, really good time. Um, got pretty hammered uh, <laughs> much more, um, ended the, ended the night with, uh, cause it wasn't too terribly cold of a night. So we ended the night by uh, going to a buddy's house and just having a fire. And, um, it was a ton of fun. So the fact that that location allows for us to hopefully, if it ever happens again, where the lake isn't covered in snow, but it's thick enough for us to get out there, uh, to do the old skate across the lake, uh, bar crawl again.
1: I love it, and you know that sounds so fucking Canadian that I'm gonna fit right right in at home. Right, in it sounds you like love it.
0: Weeks skating the river. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Um, all right, we're gonna close out the show here, uh, guys. It's it's been it's been so much fun talking beer and hockey uh, with Q and Joe here. Again, you can follow myself uh, at VA Sports Talk, uh, the State of Hoppy here at State of Hoppy, and the Soda Pod at the soda pod Uh, again for those listening on the podcast episode 101 uh this evening uh, on the drop monday you will be able to vote on the second round for those tuning in on facebook youtube twitter and twitch uh just, just patiently wait. Just twenty four hours, and we'll get into to round two. Round one has been so much fun. It's been uh, so much interaction, and it seems like all the breweries participating have been really loving it as well. This, uh, this malt madness has been great on the Soda Pod, and we're just uh, going to continue to roll. We have gift cards we're giving away. Uh, go listen back to um, episode one hundred and episode ninety nine for more info on that, or check us out or follow us at the Soda Pod. Well, we just lost cue there, but I mean. Best time of the show to lose him right at the end. Um, he'll listen back
2: to this podcast probably.
1: So there you go. He hey, thanks for having you. everybody.
2: You can follow me at MN Beer Pig. That's right. You heard it at <laughs> MN Beer Pig. Come skating with me. Come to the breweries. Let's go. Let's you have say some
0: absolutely balls. nothing on Twitter, but follow him anyways. Yeah,
2: contest. I want you. I want your follow. I want to be popular. Let's go. Okay, um, there you go. That's but, the clip. That's, that's, that's the
1: promotional clip of the week.
2: <laughs> so, sorry to cut into you, Isha, but the, the last thing I do want to say <laughs> um, is, is thank you to you guys for having me. But uh, congratulations to you, sir, on episode 100, the last episode. Um, you guys are doing awesome work, so keep it up.
1: Oh, thanks. And Joe, as I say, like the, the soda pod didn't even really become a thing until Hoppy joined. So it's, uh, it's episode 38 now, baby. Um, 38.
0: <laughs> hey, look at that. You actually remember the number. Here we go.
1: Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So the best thing you can do for us today is rate and review the show on iTunes and Apple podcasts. Again, I, I say it all the time. Uh, the review is not for our egos. We just want those five stars to get us on the top of those charts. Just gets everybody uh, out there to see the soda pod a little bit more. But, you know, our numbers are rising. So, again, thanks to everyone Throughout this offseason, who are tuning in for the beer talk, uh, there'll be more hockey talk soon. You know, I, I'm confident the NHL is going to get things going and we're going to have uh, hockey in the next couple months. Thanks to, for everyone tuning in on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. And um, please go check us out on Patreon as well. Patreon.com/slash/theHockeyPodcastNetwork. All donations go to our hosts. Um, One dollar—it's such an easy paywall. It gets you, it gets you past, and gets you access to blogs, uh, the After Hours podcast, and uh, some more stuff that once the hockey season starts, we'll be dishing out. If you move up a tier, you will be rewarded with some custom. T H P N swag. Uh, when you do listen to our podcast though, uh, download the episode before you li- listen as it helps our business and go check out our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Uh, if you want to follow the network and any other shows, if you're a hockey fan, not just you know a fan of the Minnesota Wild, the Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and you want more boutique content, we cover every single team in the National Hockey League and we have a ton of extra content like Brad Leib's podcast, like Terry Ryan's official podcast, uh, like the OG Fight podcast and, and Darren at the 4th Line Voice. We got Europuck uh, covering everything out east and we got the Lifestyle Queens in Ray, Ray and Breezy at the House of Hockey. Um, we're adding more and more stuff and it's going to be a great second season so go check out everything and more at HockeyPodNet. That's episode 101. Thanks to the boys who were joining the Minnesota boys. Three of you and one Canadian today. Signing off, I'm Isha Jeromey alongside State of Hoppy. Joe's still here. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You good, boys? I'm good. (laughs) Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild.